Oh, my God. 
minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. For many, back to school, back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
everybody. Welcome to a, uh, an amazing Tuesday here at the uh, Nahum Siegel Network. JM and the AM is on for this Tuesday, January 3rd, day 5 in the month of Teves. Just over a month since the uh, switch to our all-digital platform. And I thank all of you, the thousands and tens of thousands of you who continue to be loyal listeners and enjoy a uh, wonderful radio production every morning and a great network all day long. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Met a lot of people uh, both Sunday night at a wedding, last night at a wedding, over the uh, weekend at the Landsman Bar Mitzvah. A lot of people who have made the adjustment and uh, are enthusiastically recommending us to their friends and family. And if you're among them, I greatly appreciate it. I heard Jerusalem Stone, that's dedicated uh, with a Mazel Tov wish going out to the Fenyus family of Teaneck and the marriage of their daughter Elka. A beautiful wedding last night, according to our commenter. Um, and they say thanks and have a wonderful day. And we also toss in an extra special Mazda to the Fenius family from all of us here at JM in the AM. Uh, you heard Inner Flame, or I should say you heard Jerusalem Stone off of Inner Flame by Eighth Day. Arye Kunstler, Hashem Safasai, Ari Goldwagon, Amechad. Avremo with Itcha Ani, Malchuscha, that was Ohad. Benny Freeman's Ivri Anochi and Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's a Tuesday, as I said, June third, June, January third, the fifth of Teves, forty-one degrees, rain today, and a high of forty-six. Tonight showers and a low of forty-four. Tomorrow morning clouds, then afternoon sun, and a high temperature, fifty-two degrees. Yerushalayim's at fifty-one. We're at forty-one here in New York City. As we say good morning at the JM in the AM. A reminder: the One Israel Fund has announced that their big play for Israel game night plus Israeli auction, um, is going to be happening um, in one great night. One great night with two wonderful events. Uh, It's all happening Saturday night, January the 7th, this coming Saturday night, starting at 8.30 at the Woodmere Club on Meadow Drive in Woodmere, New York. Again, it's the Play for Israel game night and Israeli auction. Uh, you can register by going to oneisraelfund.org, oneisraelfund.org. You can register for both game night and the Israeli auction. And we'll talk more about this as we get closer, uh, how important it is to support the One Israel Fund. And um, it's all happening at the Woodmere Club on Meadow Drive in Woodmere this coming Saturday night at uh, 8.30. Again, oneisraelfund.org. Spell it out, O-N-E, oneisraelfund.org. OneIsraelFund.org for all the information regarding this coming Saturday night and the big event happening in Woodmere, New York. Well, a good early morning to everybody, and thanks to those who are tuned in around the world. Don't forget we have an app where you can comment 
and uh, let us know uh, where you are, what you want to hear, etc., etc. You just go to the Nahum Segal Network app for Android or uh, iPhone. And on the home screen, you can comment away and let us know uh, what you want to hear or let us know what you want us to know. Simple as that. And uh, that is how you go about doing that. Great day on our network all through the day on this Tuesday. We'll give you details later on. We have JM Rewind coming up at 9 o'clock, which will be a very close look at the Arye Kunstler visit from last week. We get an opportunity to, to replay for you and present yet again uh, that amazing conversation regarding the NCSY Bencher app with Arye Kunstler live in the studio. Uh, so we'll do that starting at 9 a.m. for a JM Rewind. And then uh, at 11 a.m., ZK is going to be conducting a live lunch, as he traditionally does. I know I'm suffering from this cold. Uh, I appreciate all the recommendations from listeners about how to get rid of it. It's funny. I have implemented over the years some of the recommendations from our listeners, and it really has kept me away normally from these colds and stuff. But uh, for some reason this winter, um, I don't know. The colds are being relentless. So hopefully uh, it will not be long-lasting. Hopefully it will be short-lived. Uh, that's all I could hope for at this point. More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM. And this is from Simple Liner.
Yeah. Uh-huh. 
This last 
me, why do we run? Why do we flee? Let's flee this land when it's good for me. So grab your tambourine and sing songs of praises to the king. To split the water says you have come by. So grab your tambourine and sing songs of praises to the king. To split the water says you have come by. Oh, you'll see the wonderful time where I lay down these lines and sang that song to you. I'm leaving this land. Tonight, I'm taking my children, my family, and my wife. I'm leaving this land tonight. I'm taking my children, my family.
מלא תודה על החיים, על חברים ועל משפחה. בכל מה שעברתי, קיבלתי בשמחה. אמשיך בדרך במחרתי ובאמונה.
Gun, Miami Boys Choir with Mila Shem, the name of that album. Hatov is the name of the selection. Yehuda Katz had Hodu. You heard Ani Shar done by Sandy Shmueli, an updated version of that great song. Rogers Park had Shira. Hold on from the cast of uh, Stay With Me from the Waterbury Yeshiva. Dust in the Wind, that was Menachem Herman and Simcha Liner in there with Baal Hakol. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard and listened to sponsored digital radio. Heard exclusively around the world at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Golly, it's all in the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. Just wanted to see if, like yesterday, we were already in the middle of the newscast while we transitioned to Golly, But it does not sound that way. News coming up, a reminder, the One Israel Fund this coming weekend has a major, major event. It's happening Saturday night at the Woodmere Club, beginning at 8.30 on Meadow Drive in Woodmere, New York. It's the One Israel Fund Play for Israel Night. Information, go to oneisraelfund.org, oneisraelfund.org. Galaitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday follows next. We say Boker Toe from JM and the AM. ראש הממשלה בנימין נתניהו מגיב לראשונה לאחר חקירתו באזהרה אמש וכותב זו רדיפה שתתברר כלא כלום. כתבתנו אילאיל שחר. שנים ארוכות של רדיפה יומיומית נגדי ונגד משפחתי התבררו אתמול כשום דבר. מישהו בתקשורת התנצל על אלפי הכותרות, המאמרים ושעות השידור של עיתונות חוקרת במיטבה שהתבררו כקשקוש מוחלט. בטח לא דרוקר, כתב נתניהו בטוויטר והוסיף אני חוזר ואומר לא יהיה כלום כי אין כלום 
ביביטורס כלום, מימון בחירות אסור כלום, מימון טיסות כלום. חקירת שני אירועי הירי הבוקר בחיפה. מתחזקת הערכת החוקרים כי קיים קשר בין רצח הטוען הרבני לבין הירי לעבר רב שנפצע בינוני. כתבנו קובי מנדל מוסר כי המשטרה פתחה במצוד אחר חשוד וצו איסור פרסום הוטל על זהות היורה ועל פרטי החקירה. שלוש שנות מאסר נגזרו על המדביר מירושלים שגרם למותן של שתי פעוטות. כתבתנו שירה נאות. במסגרת הסדר טיעון שנחתם יודע יוסף צבי ברקן בשתי עבירות הריגה. האסון התרחש לפני כשנתיים כאשר ברקן הוזמן לבית משפחת גרוס בירושלים להדביר חדר בביתם. הוא השתמש בחומר חזק מהרגיל שדלף לרחבי הבית וגרם למותן של שתיים מבנות המשפחה, בנות ארבע ושנתיים. תושב מבשרת ציון חשוד באונס וביצוע מעשי סדום בגרושתו, בביתו ובביתה של זוגתו. כתבנו אריאל זיגלר. החשוד כבן 40 נעצר בעקבות תלונה של ביתו בת ה-20 במשטרה, שטענה כי אביה ביצע בה מעשים מגונים מאז הייתה בת 15. או טענה בתלונתה כי ידוע לה שאביה מבצע מעשים דומים גם בביתה בת ה-14 וחצי של זוגתו הנוכחית. במהלך החקירה העידה גם גרושתו של החשוד, אמה שלה המתלוננת, שטענה כי החשוד אנס גם אותה בזמן שהיו יחד. בית המשפט העריך את מעצרו, בימים הקרובים יוגש נגדו כתב אישום. מצהוב לאדום. כשבועיים לאחר שהתפטר ממכבי תל אביב בכדורסל, רמי הדר מונה למאמן הפועל תל אביב. אדם שהחל את העונה כעוזר מאמן במכבי תל אביב ואחר כך קודם לתפקיד המאמן הראשי של הקבוצה, מונה לפני זמן קצר רשמית למאמנה של היריבה העירונית הפועל תל אביב. הדר החליף בתפקיד את שרון אברהמי שפוטר בתחילת השבוע, לאחר שראשי המועדון טענו כי יש צורך בשינוי בקבוצה. המאמן חתם על חוזה במועדון עד לתום התחזית, קר מהרגיל עם סיכוי לגשם מקומי קל בצפון ובמישור החוף. אתר החרמון נסגר עקב שלג כבד שיורק בהר. ולסיום, חברת אלעל חנכה הבוקר את המדמה סימולטור למטוס בואינג 737. כתבנו ניתאי ענבי הצטרף לטיסת הבכורה ושמע שם את מנכ"ל החברה דוקטור מימון. הסימולטור שרכשנו הוא לצי 737 מאפשר הכשרה של טייסים חדשים והסבה של טייסים מצי לצי הוא למעשה חוסך המון המון כסף כי אנחנו לא נעשה את הבחור בעלות גבוהה לפה בארץ אלה החדשות
in the AM, uh, Avraham, Al Tishlach Yadcha, that's Benny Friedman here on a um, Tuesday morning at JM in the AM. <sighs> Before, oh, by the way, a Yeshiva League sports update is coming up, and with all the attention the New York Times has been given Yeshiva League hockey, I am sure we're going to have everybody listening this morning. So that report will be at 7.20 Eastern. If you're waiting with bated breath, for Elliot Weiselberg in today's report, brought to you by our friends at Crown Trophy. If you're waiting for them, 7.20 Eastern Time for Yeshiva League Sports Update. Gershon Varoba opened the hour with Shimcha here at JMNAM. It's Tuesday with 41 degrees, some rain, a high temperature of 46. We're at 51 in Yerushalayim, 41 here in New York City as we say good morning at JMNAM. Lots going on. We told you this coming weekend, the One Israel Fund has it designated this coming Saturday night for their big Play for Israel game night and Israeli auction. It's happening this Saturday night at the Woodmere Club, beginning at 8.30 p.m. on Meadow Drive out in Woodmere. Oneisraelfund.org. Oneisraelfund.org gets you the information again. Oneisraelfund.org gets you the information on that, so check it out. Want to take this opportunity. (coughs) Want to take this opportunity to try to get over this cold. Want to take this (laughs) opportunity. Excuse me. Want to take this opportunity to wish a very special Mazel Tov uh, to the Weiss and Reichman families. We were there last night with the Aaron Teitelbaum Orchestra at the Rytown Hilton up in Westchester. And uh, to Malia Weiss and her uh, parents, Miriam and Shmilu, and to um, Tzvi Reichman and his parents, Achani and Ephraim, from uh, up in Toronto. Uh, we say Mazal Tov from all of us here at JMDM was a spectacular celebration. Uh, the uh, 
The orchestra was simply incredible, a combination during the chuppah of both Yumi Loi and the Avi Peretz, which was just spectacular. And um, just a beautiful string se- uh, section and the uh, the horns and put it all together. You had just an amazing chuppah under the leadership of uh, Yisrael Lamb and Ellie Cohen and Matt Hill and everybody. And uh, kudos to Aaron Teitelbaum, the reception, uh, <laughs> the music was just spectacular. So Mazal Tov to the extended Weiss and Reichman families, the Weiss family down in Edison, the Reichman family from Toronto, and a special Mazal Tov to the extended family. It was wonderful seeing the, uh, it was wonderful seeing Dr. and Mrs. Nessus and all the um, extended family members who came over and uh, said hi, and we extend them all a very special Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. And Aaron Teitelbaum, should be uh, extremely proud for the way that uh, his production went last night. It was just absolutely amazing. JMNAM Yeshiva League Sports Update coming up. As we said, that's about five minutes away and plenty more on this Tuesday morning. Here's Mordechai Shapiro for you at JM in the AM.
JM in the AM with Mordechai Shapiro. Uh, well, uh, as we go into our Yeshiva League sports update, with a special shout-out to uh, Mike Feller and his entire staff of a crown trophy. It is, of course, a crown trophy that will be uh, hoisted above the ice <laughs> or the floor <laughs> um, and the court uh, after the big championships coming up later on in the 2017. Um, I want to note, before we go to our Yeshiva League Sports Update, the uh, article, uh, which you could find on my profile on uh, Facebook, a New York Times article written by uh, Corey Kilgannon, A World Unto Itself in New York Area Yeshivas, Floor Hockey. It is really an unbelievable article. Uh, the subtitle, or I should say the, uh, the, um, the, the, the part that follows the headline says, Passion for the sport runs high in Orthodox Jewish schools around New York City, and athletes must balance their spiritual and athletic priorities. I think it's a really good article. Hey, uh, kudos to uh, Commissioner Gordon, Commissioner Seth Gordon, uh, who oversees the Yeshiva League uh, hockey. And the kudos to our very own Elliot Weiselberg. I believe his uh, dedication uh, to hockey and other sports, has been instrumental in getting the word out there about what's happening in the Yeshiva League, and I'm glad and proud that we are part of it. And now it's time for our weekly Yeshiva League sports update. That's right. Elliot Weiselberg is standing by. Get ready, everybody, as things really begin to heat up now that we're in 2017. It's time for our Yeshiva League sports update right here at JM in the AM. Thanks, Nachum. Happy New Year, everyone. On the first Tuesday morning, JM the AM sports update for 2017. In what was already a light week due to Hanukkah, more games get postponed than actually played. A classic Brooklyn rivalry is renewed in boys' varsity basketball. The last undefeated falls in girls' JV basketball. And a must-read piece from, of all places, the New York Times. Good morning, I'm Elliot Weiselberg. If you're a Brooklynite, the very first game that you look for when the Yeshiva League schedule is released is Flatbush and Mag and David. The two schools are attached at the hip when talking about some of the amazing rivalries in Yeshiva League sports, and this varsity basketball game showed exactly why. The first half was a series of runs as Flatbush opened up a 7-2 lead, only to find themselves down 17-13 midway through the second quarter. The Falcons would turn play around, but a trade-off of buckets at the halftime buzzer saw the 2-5 and five Warriors up one on the 4-4 four and four Falcons 19-18. Midway through the third, Flatbush would take the lead for good, opening up a 7-point lead in the final quarter of play and stretching it out to 10 at the final buzzer 51-41. Seniors Yoel Goldberg and Louis Zarif scored 13 apiece in the Flatbush victory. Senior A.B. Rosau pulled down 17 rebounds. Hefter and Hank squared off in boys' JV, girls' JV, and girls' varsity basketball in what represented three-fifths of the remaining games played on the week. All three games went to Hafter, including a 43-42 victory that knocked the girls' JV Hurricanes from the ranks of the undefeated. For the JV boys' basketball team, the victory marked the fourth win in a row for the Hawks. The only hockey game in the week saw Megan David finish its season defeating YDE 6-5. It's not every day that your league gets a write-up in a globally read, non-predominantly Jewish newspaper. So for those readers of the New York Times, yesterday must have been a complete surprise to find an article entitled Floor Hockey, A World Unto Itself in New York Area Yeshivas. 
The article, which can be found in Section A, page 19, gives a glimpse into the world of our beloved hockey league, the emotion, the connection, a few things that you may not have known about the origins, and some pretty famous individuals who once donned a Yeshiva League hockey jersey. Despite the small schedule, there's still a ton to be worked out in relation to the upcoming playoffs. On tonight's Encore episode of The Court Report, we break down all leagues, where teams currently stand, and who is in position to punch their postseason ticket. All that and more tonight at 7 p.m., only on the Nachum Siegel Network, NachumSiegel.com. And that was your Tuesday morning jam in the AM Sports Update. I'm Elliot Weisselman. <laughs> Abba 
done by Yaakov Shweki here on a JM in the AM uh, Tuesday morning. There you go. It's January 3rd, first Tuesday of 2017, the 5th of Teves. Good morning, everybody. Fast day this Sunday. Yeah, Starboard Teves is this coming Sunday. How do you like that? I um, want to thank Aaron's Casino Farms. Many of you have already heard that uh, Aaron's did quite a job for our Thursday Hanukkah live lunch this past Thursday. Put together one of the most incredible and unique uh, sushi platters and a collection of latkes that we've uh, seen, eaten, and enjoyed in a long time. So thank you, thank you to our friends at Aaron's Casino Farms. Aaron and his staff coming through for us in Queens, New York. You go in there, you say hi from us. They are a really uh, wonderful place out there in Queens. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zevin of Yosef Alevi and Zechonishmas Esther here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizok. Good morning. We find a fascinating account in Pirkid Rebeliezer. It is told of the beginning of Rebeliezer ben Horkonus. His father had many fields and workers, including Rebeliezer, who also worked in the fields until he was 28 years old. One day, his father found him sitting and crying. The father asked him, Why are you crying? Maybe the earth is too hard to plow. From now on, I promise you'll have softer ground. Rebeliezer still sat and cried. His father further asked him, Why are you crying? Finally he answered, Because I want to learn Torah. His father answered, You're 28 years old, and you want to learn Torah? Take yourself a wife, have children, and then those children you can take, and you can teach them Torah. Rebeliezer didn't eat for 40 days until Elioah Novi, Elijah the prophet, appeared to him and told him to go and learn with Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai in Yerushalayim. And so Rebeliezer went to the yeshiva of the great Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai and he sat and he cried. Rabbi Yochanan came over to him and said, Why are you crying? He told him, Because I want to learn. Who is your father? asked Rabbi Yochanan. But Rebeliezer didn't answer. Did you learn Kriyashma? 
Did you learn Samazon? Did you learn how to daven? Rabbi Eliezer said no. Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai then told him, Don't worry, I will teach you all the three. However, Rabbi Eliezer cried again, and Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai asked him, Why are you crying? He answered, Because I want to learn Torah. At that point, Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai would teach him two halachos every day, and Rabbi Eliezer would review it. Ultimately, Rabbi Eliezer reached a very high madrega, a high level, and his face would shine like the face of Moshe Rabbeinu. Rav Nosson Wachfogel asked the question, Elio Novi seems to have given Rabbi Eliezer an Eitzah, advice, that was not kahoygen, that wasn't proper. How could he tell a 28-year-old bocher, who had never learned anything, to go and learn in the most elite yeshiva, where the Tanoim were learning. What would he do among them? Could there be any hope for his success? Rav Achfogel explains that Elio Anovi revealed to us the great power of one who is a Mavakesh Chachma, one who seeks Chachma, one who wants to learn, who has a burning desire to learn Hashem's Torah. If that is his dream, then he can attend the best yeshiva and attain the highest level. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day.
Oh, yeah. Pretty amazing, huh? Ani Yisrael. We had an amazing time with Gershon Verobo last week here at JM and the AM. And then Thursday night at the big CD release celebration that went on at the Teaneck Doghouse. It was just amazing. Had a great, great time. It's the brand new one, Ani Yisrael, and that's the title track. Hey, a special shout-out to our uh, incredible friends at uh, Yeshiva University's Maccabees. The Maccabees, who had a... Um, who had another successful venture. Uh, when was it? Was it Monday night? Uh, when they, I'm trying to think when they defeated uh, FDU. They defeated FDU on, on, let's see, yeah, Monday night. Monday night they defeated FDU last evening. So now the Yeshiva University Maccabees are 8-5. and five. Their conference record 4-1. and one. Their conference record four and one as we pay careful attention to what the Macs are doing up in Washington Heights. What a job. What a job. And someone told me yesterday at, uh, no, no, this was Sunday night. Sunday night at the wedding I was at, um, at the Cats wedding up at the Rytown Hilton, someone came over and discussed some, uh, Yeshua University basketball with me and told me the Lady Macs have an incredible star. Yeah, I, I don't remember the name. I think, uh, I think the last name started with an H. Uh, that the Lady Max have an amazing star this season as well. So, all around, it seems everybody's doing really nicely when it comes to uh, Yeshiva University basketball. Uh, this coming Saturday night at the Woodmere Club, the One Israel Fund invites you to the Play for Israel game night and Israeli auction. The game night and Israeli auction happens this coming Saturday night beginning at 8.30 at the Woodmere Club on Meadow Drive in Woodmere, New York. Go to oneisraelfund.org. OneIsraelFund.org. Later in the week, we'll have a chance to remind everybody just how important it is to support the One Israel Fund. But again, OneIsraelFund.org for all the uh, information. Heading back to school and back to work for a lot of people today as it's Tuesday, January 3rd. If you were away on vacation, first of all, it, it seems, at least from the reaction I'm getting, that as people in this audience travel, they are taking us along with them. So many people over Shabbos who had been away for a few days told me about different places around the world where they were tuned in and listening to uh, JM and AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. So I thank you very, very much for that. Uh, but for a lot of people, it's back into the regular routine for this um, for this Tuesday morning. And I thank you for making us part of that incredible routine. It is heartwarming to know how many people out there are enjoying JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network on a daily basis. By the way, Arye Kunzler was one of the great Jewish music performers who was with us last week live in studio we will replay during JM Rewind this morning at 9 o'clock. <coughs> we will replay for you that appearance with the live music performance and all. So whether you missed it or not, even if you heard it, you want to pay careful attention and stay tuned to the Nahum Single Network after JM in the AM. Arye Kunzler with that incredible live music alert from last week from Hanukkah uh, coming up on the Nahum Single Network. Here's Michal Przanski. Toy Roy, 
in the AM, hour number two, set to be completed. Aryeh Kunzler, of course, Imeshka Chayach Yerushalayim. Solomon Brothers, Hedimena Nili Mili, Rebbe Yoshua, done by Benny Friedman, that's brand new. Od Yishama Shlomo Simcha and Michal Przanski in there off cruise control with Ashrei Mi. Shame in the AM, it is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners, sponsored digital radio exclusively around the world. At NachumSingle.com, the NachumSingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. I want to thank those who are commenting. Yes, I am reading the comments on the app and finding them very, very interesting this morning. The One Israel Fund has announced that this coming Saturday night at the Woodmere Club on Meadow Drive in Woodmere, New York, they will have their Play for Israel game night and Israeli auction. Go to OneIsraelFund.org. OneIsraelFund.org for all the information uh, for this coming Saturday night's event. And we'll talk more about it as the week goes on right here at JM in the AM. On JM Rewind, Aryeh Kunstler, who you just heard, uh, will revisit his visit to JM in the AM last week during Hanukkah with the NCSY Bencher app and his amazing live music. Aryeh Kunstler, he visits JM in the AM again, this time through JM Rewind, coming up at 9 o'clock right after JM in the AM this morning on the Nahum Siegel Network. Plenty more coming up. Keep it right here at JM in the AM. Uh, we've got this classic from Diaspora.
תמיד שאפשר לקלקל, אז תאמין שאפשר לתקן. אם אתה מאמין שאפשר לקלקל, אז תאמין שאפשר לתקן. אם אתה מאמין שאפשר לקלקל, אז תאמין שאפשר לתקן. אם אתה מאמין שאפשר לקלקל, אז תאמין שאפשר לתקן. Brand new Gershon Varoba, Micha Gammerman on that selection as well. Rebbe Nachman is the name of that tune. Before that, you heard Diaspora with their classic Aziv is Imras Ka. Aryeh Kunstler in there with Im Eshkachech. Tuesday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. Dr. Ofer Merin is with us live via telephone. Often when we speak with him, it is uh, on the heels of some major accomplishment that uh, Israel's field hospital has, uh, has done in the wake of a natural disaster. Uh, or the like, or some other type of tragedy. Um, uh, today we get to uh, uh, speak with him about some of the more recent events, and specifically 
a, a, a noteworthy recognition by the United Nations uh, for his and for the um, a field hospital's accomplishments. Uh, he is the director of the Shari Tzedek Medical Center Trauma Department. He is uh, Dr. Ofer Merin, who is with us live via telephone. Boker Tov, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi. Good day. Morning to everyone. The United Nations Health Agency, the WHO, following a several-month-long vetting process, granted the IDF Field Hospital the highest possible ranking, the only field hospital to receive the level of three. Its commander was quoted as saying, this is great pride for the IDF and the country. Dr. Marin, it must, and this is back in November, by the way, just a few weeks ago. Dr. Marin, it must be interesting to watch the political uh, machinations of the United Nations when it, when it comes to Israel, vis-a-vis Israel, and at the same time to accept this incredible recognition of the field hospital by a U.N. agency. Yeah, well, it's true. I mean, the first thing that everyone said that, yeah, not everything is with the politics. This was a, a process that the WHO, that the World Health um, um, Organization uh, started. Um, and um, and honestly, the many uh, physicians and uh, people who came and visited our unit uh, here uh, came uh, uh, with with no political uh, agenda. Um, if you want, I, I maybe be very uh, quickly about this uh, process, so people will have. An, it's not a award. What what we got? Yeah, I'm um, I'm, I'm very the, curious. The, yeah, the WHO. Um, so it, we, we're we're going back six or seven years already now. When uh, after Haiti in 2010, um, oh, well, remember the disaster over there was really. A, 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 a mega scale disaster with hundreds of thousands of people that died and hundreds of thousands of people which were injured. And then, from one hand, uh, many countries took part, and, and, and a lot of people were very proud to see how the world is, is, is sending in a reaching hand to help the, the, the uh, poor people uh, over there. And uh, when they looked back into the figures, they, they found out that to Haiti in 2010, after the earthquake, there were probably something like three or 400 different teams from around the world that came to assist over there. And you can take this um, effect really into two different ways. Again, as I said, from one hand to say, well, this is great, that hundreds of teams from around the world are coming and uh, giving assistance to a country that is facing a devastation at this scale. But when you're looking at it from the other side, they said, look, many, many of these teams came without the, the, the right professional way, meaning they came without the right people. They came without the right equipment. They came where they were not self-sufficient. They came sometimes with people that were... Um, very uh, young in their medical career without the understanding what is the right way to operate in a place like this. So from one hand, you can say, look, there's hundreds of thousands of people. Any hand is needed. So even if you just started your medical school, it's fine. Just come over there and give treatment. But the WHO said no. Especially in places like this, we need experienced teams. We need teams which are coming over there 
and assisting in the right way. Because if you're coming over there and just saying, oh, look, there's a disaster, they need everyone, and people are coming in there with their backpacks, after two or three days, they need food, they need shelter, they need water, they teams. I mean, and then they become not people who assist the country, but then they become a burden right. on the country. So they started six or seven year, years ago a process of saying, we are going to verify teams around the world. We don't need 400 teams to a disaster area. We need 20, 30, maybe 40, 50 teams. But these teams that we need are teams that we are going to verify. It's teams that, are, that have the understanding how to come with the right equipment, how to come with the right knowledge, what procedures they should do, and so on. Right. And I'm trying to summarize this. The bottom line, they said we are going to scale these teams into three different levels, level one, two, and three. And level three is the highest level. Um, as things are now, there are 80 something, 83 teams around the world that are within this process. Within these 83 teams around the world, Israel really got the, the pride of being the only one team that is recognized as being level three as the highest is the highest level. So Wait, which is this, is, this is the situation that we are, that so we are now. Dr. Ofer Merin is with us. He's the uh, Shari Tzedek uh, uh, Director of the Trauma Department. Um, the, 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 so experienced personnel, uh, sophisticated equipment, self-sufficiency, all those are extremely important, I'm, I'm sure, uh, for the team not to become a burden in an area like that. We're curious about a couple of things. The... the the IDF hospital is called upon how often? I mean, we know about the you know the high profile, so to speak, natural disasters. Haiti is one that really got the field hospital onto the map in terms of the, the average person, uh, you know, who follows the news knowing about them. But but how often are you called into service? Um, okay, so you know, it depends, of course, of what's going around in the world. Right. But I would say that that it, it's. Almost every year that we have a natural disaster in the scale that this country needs assistance. So last year it was in Nepal, year before it was in the Philippines, two years earlier it was in Japan, year earlier it was in Haiti. We are assisting um, Syrians, uh, civilians uh, in Syria that are, that are injured in this really dreadful uh, civil war that's going on for almost a, a decade now. So I would say it's almost every year that, that uh, humanitarian assistance is needed into devastated uh, countries. Um, this is the time that we are that we are coming in order to um, to to give humanitarian assistance. This unit is drilling every year, but but this of course is something uh, different. So I'm drilling my people. Every year, we're very strict about bringing them every year and drilling them every year, and then whenever we are we are needed, uh, Israel is feels it's our yeah. Israel is always, um, it, obligation it, it, to give um, to give a hand. No question about that. Seems Israel is always there when needed. Doctor Ofer Merin is with us. The um, are, are some decisions much more difficult for the IDF? I would assume than others. I mean, you mentioned the natural disasters, and one can almost you know understand why immediately the IDF is responding and sending the team, especially if it's of the magnitude like you described, if the episode is of the magnitude like you described. But but when it comes to Syrian refugees, when it comes to treating Syrian civilians, is that a much more difficult decision? I, and I know there are only certain things you could say here on the air, but are there? Are, is it a much more difficult decision for the IDF to make in terms of, in terms of uh, initiating the field hospitals activities? 
Um, I would cautiously say that yes, um, for, for probably many reasons. Uh, one of them, this is it's the, the whole incident is a different one. It's not a natural disaster that booms comes at a certain point in time. You need humanitarian assistance for a few weeks. This is the ongoing war. It's an ongoing war with a country that, as things are now, we are not with the formal relationship with. So it's not like we are going to Japan or to the Philippines where, of course, the countries have um, ambassadors in each one of the countries. This is Syria, and Israel are countries that are formally uh, not in any uh, connection. Um, So it's ongoing. It's a country which, again, as I'm saying, we are formally in a state of war uh, with Syria. It's, it's bringing uh, people of Syria into the border and then into Israel, and then making sure that we are bringing uh, the right people in the sense that the people that are coming here are coming for humanitarian assistance. They're not coming as, uh, for whatever other reasons, and to make sure that these people are going back to wherever they came from, to their, to their villages. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a more complicated uh, issue of uh, bringing them here. But, again, this is, this is a purely humanitarian mission that is going on for a few years now. The IDF is taking part, and a few of the hospitals in the north of Israel is taking part as, uh, as well. How many, how many members are there in the IDF field hospital? How many people does it take to run a field hospital? So it's a few hundreds uh, to the different missions that we went in the past year from the field hospital usually go anywhere between 80 to 140 people. So this is uh, more or less the number of people that are going on these uh, missions. And you mentioned experience, you mentioned uh, sophisticated equipment, you mentioned self-sufficiency. I would guess, and again, just a layman speaking, I would guess that, that trying to establish and maintain sanitary conditions and cleanliness is also paramount. Is that something that other teams sometimes find to be a challenge, or that's or that's something that any team at this point in 2016, 2017, can go ahead and set up without a problem? Okay, exactly. So you pointed out a, a very important point. Uh, exactly. I think when I'm draining my people every year, I, I tell them, look, I'm not um, keen, I'm not interested in bringing the people and drilling the medical perspective of this mission. I mean, okay, I can take a surgeon and bring him to the field and say, okay, you have to um, um, operate uh, this and this patient. They know how to do this job. I'm not bringing them in order to know how to operate a patient or how to treat a patient. The biggest challenge is to bring the right logistics to these places. And I find that many countries have this issue of, of, of the time that it takes them to bring the right logistic and how to operate with them quickly. So in this, and again, I want to cautiously say that there are many teams that by far don't want to speak up and say, oh, you know, we are the best team. But I can cautiously say that our logistics are excellent. We're able to set up a field hospital in a disaster area far away from Israel. When we're coming to a disaster zone, we can, we can, we can set a field hospital and start to treat patients anywhere between six to eight hours. So this is a very, very short time frame. Again, I cautiously say from my personal experience in many disasters around the world, to the other field hospitals that I have seen in these years, it's usually a matter of a few days till they start to operate. Israel is able 
to set up things within hours, six, eight hours, not more. We know how to bring the right logistics. We are drilling on this, um, and, we're, and we're very quick. We have, you know, very strict uh, rules and uh, knowledge of how to do these things, um, both uh, quick and um, efficiently. Uh, I can only imagine. The United Nations Health Agency, the World Health Organization, has granted the IDF Field Hospital the highest possible ranking, the only field hospital to receive the level of three. Dr. Ofer Merrin directs it. He is uh, the director as well of the Shari Tzedek Medical Center Trauma Department. Uh, before I let you go, a minute about what's happening at Shari Tzedek, Dr. Merrin. Um, anything uh, to share with us recently, anything that happened in 2016 in terms of development or growth in the trauma department at Shari Tzedek that is noteworthy for our audience? Oh, yeah. So this is an exciting year for uh, for Charlotte Sedek, a hospital that is one of the uh, uh, oldest uh, in Israel. For sure in Jerusalem, it has a history of more than 110 years. So we started a new nor- neurological and neurosurgical service of uh, a unique um, designated stroke service these days all around the world, for sure around the, for, for sure in the states. Um, the way how to respond and treat patients with stroke has undergone a lot of changes within the last year with the idea what, what everyone understood about 20 years ago about the heart. I'm a heart, I'm a cardiac surgeon. Right. So people know that if someone has, um, your car, uh, um, any heart issues, they should come immediately to the hospital and we should open the vessel. This is a, a new understanding that if someone has, a patient has a stroke, he should come as quick as possible to the hospital and then over there he can either be treated with uh, drugs or with neurology uh, treatment. This is a new um, designated service that we just started and we started a new neurosurgical department and we just started to operate on um, neurosurgical patient just a couple of weeks ago, and this is a very big expansion and a big development for the for the hospital, for the trauma unit, and, and but for every one of the patients that come here into the hospital. And we mentioned how uh, just a few days ago we mentioned on the air how the geography has worked out perfectly because now the way Jerusalem is situated in 2017, the hospital is in a perfect location to really help. Uh, practically the maximum number of people that it could service when it comes, and and you know how important it is when it comes to uh, this type of episode, a stroke episode. You know how important speed is in those instances. So it's uh, it's certainly well located the hospital at this point. Yep, totally agree. Yep. I thank you very much for joining us. Mazal Tov on the recognition by the UN. Continued success at Sharid Sedek. Send our regards to everybody there. We're always impressed when we visit. And Kolakavod, what you uh, between the hospital and the IDF Field Hospital, uh, it is amazing how uh, you and your team represent the Jewish people to the rest of the world. We take great pride in that. Todaraba. Thank you very much for the talk. And have a nice day, everyone. Doctor, have a good morning. Dr. Ofer Merin, Sharit Sedek Medical Center, the director of trauma, and um, um, uh, more accurately, right, the director of the Sharit Sedek Medical Center trauma department. And uh, his um, incredible accomplishment, recognition by the United Nations, which is a pretty amazing accomplishment, uh, and really by the rest of the world, of the IDF Medical Corps Field Hospital, which he leads, which he commands. It has achieved the highest ranking by the WHO, the only field hospital to receive the level of three. Mazal Tov to Dr. Merrin, Mazal Tov 
to the IDF Field Hospital and Mazal Tov to everybody at Shari Tzedek Medical Center who continue to take great pride uh, in their staff's incredible work. More coming up on a Tuesday morning. You're listening to JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Yossi Green and Company with that La Yehudim on a Tuesday morning broadcast here at J.M. in the A.M. Um, Rabbi Jerry Eisenberg is with us live via telephone. We get to speak about Jerusalem. That's right, we get to speak about Jerusalem on this uh, Tuesday morning broadcast. And what better topic is there than Jerusalem? We're now in 2017. So we're getting closer and closer to the third week in May. The third week in May, starting on May 22nd, the Mizrahi uh, invites you, World Mizrahi invites you to participate in something that we're going to be participating in, and that is the uh, big mission, the mega mission to Israel for Yom Yerushalayim on May 24th. It'll be the 28th of ER, and it'll be officially the 50th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem. Rabbi Jerry Eisenberg, who's based in Chicago, is executive director of the Mizrahi Religious Zionists of Chicago, and he's with us live via telephone. Good morning, uh, Shalom, and welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning. Thank you very much. It's a real pleasure to be on your program and to be able to speak about uh, Yerushalayim and what's going on in Mizrahi. I greatly appreciate that. First of all, talk about what's going on in Mizrahi. Um, it, it seems, and really, th- this comment is coming from all corners of the world, uh, which you would know because you probably hear these comments like I do. Uh, it is amazing how the Mizrahi movement and organization is going through this incredible revitalization. How does it seem, how does it look from your vantage point? Well, that's 100% correct. There's a rejuvenation that's going on worldwide uh, through a number of different uh, branches and uh, chapters throughout the, uh, throughout the world. Uh, here in the United States, uh, we've, Baruch uh, Hashem, been able to really rejuvenate what's going on in Chicago. It was always one of the strongest uh, branches of Mizrahi, uh, and uh, we've gotten involved with many different things, uh, educational programs. We started a lecture series on the foundations of religious Zionism. It's actually on our website. Uh, we're on our 20th uh, lecture of once a month. It's a great program. And uh, we've, we've asked the question, you know, people have asked, what is a religious Zionist? Right. And I'd like to answer that question by asking, like usual, two questions. First, I ask a person, does he believe that Medina Yisrael, the state of Israel, is a gift from the Rabboni Shalala? And inevitably, the answer comes back, yes. And then I say, well, do you believe you have the second question? Do you believe you have an achrayas to express hakor satov for the Rabboni Shalom for a gift you received? And the answer comes back, yes. And I said, okay. You're a religious Zionist. That's all it really takes. It's not a question of what type of kippah you wear, yarmulke you wear, what you, what you, how you daven on Yom Ha'atzmaut. That is very important and important stuff and, 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 and really um, worth pursuing. But the basic core is, do you feel that you have to express a korsatov to the Baruch Shalom for the state of Israel, which we've prayed for for a thousand years, thousands of years? And, and the answer is yes. Let's figure out how to do it. Uh, advocacy, support, education, of course, Aliyah's number one priority. So there's so many things that we're involved with trying to get people to understand here's an opportunity. We're, Mizrahi is an umbrella organization to try to put the religious Zionist voice into the Zionist uh, idea and to try to figure out how to express that, of course. Rabbi Jerry Eisenberg with us, Executive Director of Mizrahi Religious Zionists of Chicago. Uh, and then, you know, you mentioned Israel, of course, and that is obviously the, the, the major focus. Then we have this incredible focus coming up in May uh, on the city of Yerushalayim and the uh, 50th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem. It, it's incredible. It's not just, it's a rejuvenation that's taking place that has led to a, an enthusiasm, it seems, a real enthusiasm out there 
to come to Israel together and be there at the same time from all different parts of the U.S. and other parts of the world, and in this case for the 50th anniversary. Are you getting that feeling? Are you getting the feeling that as Mizrahi announced this mega mission, that there's a groundswell of support coming from so many different areas specifically for that week in May? Absolutely. We're feeling it strongly here in Chicago. Uh, we started to launch the information about it immediately. People contacted us and said, oh, how do I get involved? I'm going to be there. Can I participate this way, that way? Uh, people are calling me up exactly one of the dates. I want to make my plane reservations. I've got to make the hotel reservations. We're expecting uh, over a 1,000 people coming from Hutzlarts, uh, from uh, United States, uh, England, Australia, South Africa, uh, Canada, so many different opportunities, so many different places and people who are who have said that we want to come. The opening event, they, they're looking at two, 3,000 people that are going to be at the opening event. The Day long, that's Monday night, uh, May 22nd, right. uh, in the evening, May 23rd. On Tuesday, there's an international Jerusalem conference that will be taking place. They're looking at something like 3,000 people they're expecting. And then it just builds and builds and builds. And we get into Yom Yushalayim. Uh. One of the highlights, we really think one of the big highlights is going to be Yom Yushalayim. In the morning, joining all the Shivot Hezder and the leadership in, in, in having a Yom Yerushalayim Tzilah at the Kotel. We're talking about, who knows, 5,000 people who are going to be there davening. It's amazing. And then going through the rest of the program on Yom Yerushalayim that's part of the, uh, the government and the city and the, and the different celebrations that are part of the national and municipal events that are taking place. And the ultimate's got to be this mega flag march, the Rikud Galim, that's going to lead, I don't know, 100,000 people or more who are going to be walking through the streets of Yerushalayim uh, and ending up at the, uh, in, the, in the old city. It's, it's going to be an amazing event. Just an amazing event. Just, really a once-in-a-lifetime Oh, event. that's for sure. That, when you, they, they talk about a once-in-a-lifetime event, it is so true. Just talking about it is getting me completely uh, excited for this incredible mission it's this year in Jerusalem, everybody. It's as simple as that. And Rabbi Jerry Eisenberg and many other leaders of Mizrahi want to make sure the word gets out. And we are spreading the word and reminding you that I will be there. We will be there with our team. We will have live broadcasts from Israel. It's going to be a unique and incredible mega mission. And you could be there as part of the 50-year celebration of a reunited Jerusalem this coming Yom Yerushalayim. It leaves officially May 22nd, as we pointed out last week. It's now 2017. People have the a lot more flexibility and want to make sure they go early or stay late or whatever the case may be. You can arrange all of that just by contacting the Mizrahi office. Uh, go to the website for information, Mizrahi.org slash YY50. Mizrahi.org slash YY50. And Rabbi Eisenberg, I have been trying uh, to, you know, you, and, and rightfully so, you're seeing and expecting uh, groups, schools, organizations, uh, men's clubs, sisterhoods, schools, you know, you're seeing groups being put together. But even for those who are not able to put together an entire group, let them at least send a representation of their group or their shul. Or if they're in a smaller community listening in from around the country, let them as well, you know, sponsor a couple of people at least to go and report back to the synagogue on the incredible celebration that uh, will have taken place, Yom Yerushalayim. We're trying to encourage every aspect of the Jewish community to be represented there on May 24th. Absolutely. I, I think one of the, the things that's going to really come out out of this is the people who are going to be attending 
are going to be supercharged. Yep. Those people who are going to be returning back to, to Hutzlor, it's wherever it's going to be, they're going to come back to their communities absolutely glowing, absolutely supercharged. Imagine walking with your own feet in your schleim. It's just like a Liala Regal. It's just like seeing all these people going together on the day that celebrates once in 50 years, uh, uh, putting together the entire Jewish community of the world with representatives coming from everywhere, and you're part of that, and you watch that, and you and you just—it's never going to be repeated in your lifetime, and it's going to be something that's—that's—you're going to come back just not just glowing, but just really charged and 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 helping our organization, Mizrahi, and all other organizations that are working on behalf of Israel. They're going to just have that kind of extra energy that. There's no other way to compare it. And by the way, Israel is going to be the beneficiary because more and more people are going to plan trips after they hear about these these trips, and they're going to want to get to Israel as soon as possible after people come back and tell them about it. So this will really spur on a tremendous amount of tourism and interest in Israel. Everyone can play a part in it. Go to Mizrahi.org slash YY50. Rabbi Eisenberg, what's happening in the city of Chicago? Last time we were there, we were broadcasting in September. We were very impressed with how incredible a community it is. Is it... Uh, uh, is is it doing just as well now as it was back then? Uh, probably better. Baruch <laughs> Hashem, uh, the Jewish community, the Orthodox community is is just uh, exploding in in, uh, in shuls and, and in community activities and programming and learning opportunities uh, for both uh, religious people and people who are. I like to say there's two types of people: religious and those who aren't religious yet. <laughs> and uh, <the laughs> joint programs that are working together. Uh, it's amazing uh, what we uh, what's going on here, and and we're very proud to be part of. Of, uh, as I say, an umbrella organization tying together uh, Nefesh Benefesh, Stand With Us, JNF, all the Yeshivot, the YU Kolotor Metzion here, many other organizations working together with us on behalf of advocacy support uh, for the state of Israel. Um, we've got uh, an Israeli comedy show that we're bringing in. Uh, Produced by World Mizrahi, it's going to take place in three weeks here at a theater. It is a, an amazing opportunity to have a response to what's going on with the BDS movement, with the problems and difficulties that are happening at the UN. And it's basically saying, you know, the name of the program is "Staying Alive," and they, right. their their tagline is, "We're just, uh, you know, here's a uh, Israel has a temerity to go on living a normal life and insist on forever staying alive." It's going to be an unbelievable program program using a, a weapon that hasn't been used yet in this uh, battle, and that's comedy. So this is something that's produced by World Mizrahi. It's going to be taking place in three weeks. It's just, uh, it's just a tremendous opportunity to... Um get together with uh, similar people and younger people, too. It's what we're reaching out to a, a whole younger audience with this type of programming to uh, get the message out there and get people excited about what we need to do to help support our state. Kolakavod, amazing. Looking forward to spending time in yeah. Jerusalem with you. We're by Jerry Eisenberg, Executive Director, Mizrahi Religious Zionist of Chicago. He'll be there. Make sure you are there. We will be there. If you have any uh, any questions at all, Go to the website, Mizrahi.org slash YY50. You can email YY50 at Mizrahi.org. Rabbi Eisenberg, I thank you so much for joining us. Have a wonderful day. You too. Thank you so much. More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM.
A.M. Kulam Sharim, Benny Friedman, brand new from his uh, Fill the World with Light. Pretty amazing CD, huh? Avram, Avram Fried, before that with Yerushalayim, as we pay tribute to the 50th anniversary. Everyone get ready. Make sure to be there this coming May 24th for the 50th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem. Go to Mizrahi.org slash YY50. Mizrahi.org slash YY50. A reminder, the One Israel Fund has an event coming up in Woodmere this coming Saturday night, starting at 8.30 p.m. at the Woodmere Club. That's at 99 Meadow Drive in Woodmere, New York. It'll be a Play for Israel event, a game night and Israeli auction. OneIsraelFund.org has all the information. OneIsraelFund.org has the info. Go there and uh, 
you'll find everything you need to know regarding this coming Saturday night. I want to thank those who are commenting on our app today. Got a lot of comments today. I thank those of you who are commenting. I thank those of you who comment during bonus JM, which happens, um, it starts sometime between 5 and 5.30 every day. All you got to do is tune into the Nachum Siegel Network and the 5, 5.30 Eastern Time. Tune into the Nachum Siegel Network and you'll hear it. So thank you to those who are tuned into Bonus JM. There's also an archive of Bonus JM on our website, which you could check out. If you're not able to tune in early in the morning to hear the great music that we're playing. Um, don't forget that coming up at 9 o'clock, just a few minutes from now, Aryeh Kunstler in a JM Rewind episode that takes us back to last week when he was here on a live music alert day. Arye Kunstler with the brand new NCSY Bencher app. And in addition to that, a an amazing uh, live performance in studio here at uh, JM in the AM. So that's all coming up uh, on JM Rewind. You'll hear it right after JM in the AM this morning at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Arye Kunstler's visit from last week. Avrami is going to be, excuse me, ZK is going to be conducting the Tuesday Live Lunch beginning at 11 o'clock. And then, of course, amazing uh, music mix all through the day. Plus, keep in mind that the encore presentation of Court Report the encore presentation of court reports going to be happening on, um, well, like it does every single Tuesday night uh, at 7 p.m. this evening with Elliot Weiselberg. 7 p.m. this evening with Elliot Weiselberg. And again, congratulations to everybody affiliated with Yeshiva League Hockey for the amazing article in the New York Times yesterday. More coming up. It is JM in the AM, and uh, this is from Yaakov Shweki.
right, Yaakov Shweki wrapping things up for us. Uh, we saw that uh, request, by the way, on the app for the Sarit Haddad Shema Yisrael. We'll try to do Ohad's version at some point tomorrow. It is an amazing song. Avi Peretz, in fact, did it last night at the uh, Weiss Reichman wedding with the Aaron Talabam Orchestra. Just spectacular. Achim of Yisrael and Achim Achim, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners' sponsored digital radio. Heard exclusively around the world at NahumSingle.com, the NahumSingle Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Tuesday edition here at JM and the AM. Coming up next... JM Rewind with the REA Kunstler visit from last week with all the great live music and all the talk about the NCSY Bencher app. It was an amazing show. Stay tuned. You'll hear it coming up. And Avrami hosts a live lunch. Excuse me. ZK hosts a live lunch starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Join him for all of that great activity. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future. (laughs) 